Welcome to the Traffic Masters Show. Each week, Traffic Masters explores the lifeblood of your business, generating traffic, turning visitors into leads, and conversion strategies. Mastering traffic and conversion allows you to grow a business you love and live the life of your dreams. Welcome to the show. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Traffic Masters here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Grave, the Dean and Founder of Directions University at DirectionsUniversity.com. And we've got yet another fantastic show lined up for you guys today. We have my co-host, the Associate Dean of Directions University, Jack Humphrey, who's calling in live from Richmond, Indiana. Hello, Jack. Hello, hello. I even got you unmuted properly. Uh, can you hear I'll me now? You d- I can. I'll let That's you do the honors of telling everybody about our guest today. Well, our guest is Felicia J. Slattery, and she is a teacher, a trainer, and for more than a decade at business colleges, universities all over Chicagoland. I used to live in Chicago. She's a published author, popular professional speaker, communication consultant, and coach to entrepreneurs around the world. She teaches teleseminars as a keynote speaker and offers private coaching and various written and home study programs to service-oriented entrepreneurs on improving their communication skills. And let's see, oh, two master's degrees, this is awesome because one isn't enough, one in adult education and another in communication. And I see also that she shared the stage with Zig Ziglar himself. That's pretty awesome. And she's had some pretty big corporate clients as well, Kohler, Kraft, w, uh, William Wrigley Jr., Service Master. So all around kind of a big deal. Felicia, welcome. <laughs> I don't know if I would say kind of a big deal, but I'm glad to be here. Thanks so much for having me, Jack and Gina. How are you guys today? We're good. Nice to hear you, Felicia. It's been a while since we saw one another. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to hear you too, Gina. Well, I want well, to make what sure are you that into we today? get Felicia to tell her story, Jack. She has a pretty remarkable yeah. story. Okay. okay, great. Well, um, gosh, so... Um, in terms of starting my business, I started in um, 2006, and the reason that I got started was um, about a year prior to that, I actually almost died in childbirth. And um, I'm I'm alive. I made it. Amy, baby made it. She's 10 now. Oh, my gosh, the baby's 10. Um, she's doing great. So, but, you know, that was a, it was a very traumatic experience for me, and it took about a year to recover from that. And when I did, I kind of, you know, kind of got up and dusted myself off and looked around and said, okay, wait, I'm still here. Why am I still here? What should I be doing? And that's when I kind of decided, okay, teaching college is kind of cool and, and, uh, and all that kind of stuff, but I need to do something a little more and a little bit bigger. And I want to be home with my babies more often than driving back and forth to college campuses, teaching college kids a bunch of stuff they don't really care about. So that's when I started my business. And at the time, the funny thing is, I thought I was a life coach. And I got all kinds of certifications and, you know, all these kinds of things. And as I was learning how to use the Internet, which at the time, I could send an email. 
And that was it. I didn't know how any content made it onto the Internet. I didn't know anything. And so I, I had to learn. And so, I, you know, as I was learning and going through things and working with various coaches and so forth, one of my coaches almost a year later said, why aren't you teaching people public speaking? Because I was a public speaking professor. I'd been speaking for many, many years. Every job I ever had involved me speaking. And I said, oh, everybody knows that. They had it in high school. If they went to college, they probably had it there too. They don't need to know that. And she said, well, you might just want to look around and rethink that. And sure enough, within a couple of weeks, um, you know, as I was looking around for myself to market my own business, to drive traffic to my own website, at the time, webinars weren't a thing, so I was just using teleseminars. People started to ask me, how are you doing that? How are you, how do you know what to say? And, and how do you say it? And who the heck are you talking to so that all these people are asking you to come on to their teleseminars and, and interviews and all that? And so that's when the signature speech was born. And so um, that was in 2007. I've been teaching it to hundreds of thousands of people around the world ever since. It's a fantastic tool for speaking both live in your community as well as at national events. And it's fantastic for driving traffic through podcasts, radio interviews, uh, webinars, teleseminars, whatever. Um, it's just an awesome, awesome tool. And I'm so excited and honored to be sharing it sharing about it today with you guys. Great. Oh, sorry for the pregnant pause. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so is that the is this the favorite way of yours right now of uh getting traffic, getting attention for your business? What's the main thing that you like to do uh in your business? What's your favorite thing about it? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, for me, my favorite thing about my business is connecting with other folks from wherever they happen to be around the world. That's one of the cool things about having a business that you run primarily through the Internet, isn't it? You get to meet people from everywhere, whether you meet them face-to-face, yeah. you meet them through social media or their clients or whatever. So I love that. I love building relationships. And probably my very favorite thing is when I get those private messages or those emails or those shout-outs on social media from my clients and customers who go, I did a speech last week, I did a webinar, and it totally worked. I made this much money, and I got this many new people signed up. And, you know, they get all excited. Like, that, for me, is a huge, exciting, fun, winning day. I love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that part of our business, too, the same kind of stuff when you get that back that that – it could only come if you had really done your job, right? I mean, yeah. uh, you really had to help someone and really make a connection and really, uh, you know, I, I imagine that you work with people quite often who at some point in their career or right when you talk to them are terrified of some upcoming gig that they have or they've been invited to do something or whatever and getting somebody through that process or taking them through your process that, calms them down and having them come back, especially those people who would be really uh, the ones that you're like, man, I hope they can do this. <laughs> I hope this works for them because they're, they're really, really scared or they, they have, a, in, in some ways, in one way or another, have a long way to go, uh, at least they feel, and then you help those kinds of folks and they get those reviews back from them. I, I guess those would be the most rewarding. Oh, that's it's so cool. And, you know, the thing is, Jack, people – I, I actually like to work with those people who say, I'm really, really scared. I, I might pass out or throw up or something. I don't know, but 
I want to do this because I'm so excited about it. Those are, I love to work with those people because they're ready to kind of, mm. you know, step out and, and just, I call it service from the stage, you know, serve their audiences with what they know and to really help them. And, uh, yeah, I've got, you know, gosh, having been a, a college professor of public speaking for more than a decade, I'll tell you, I had a lot of students come through my classroom doors who my class was the very last class they needed before they could actually graduate with a bachelor's degree. And they they, they had to take my – and they were like, I, I waited as long as I could. I'm terrified. And those people would usually get through the end and go, this was really fun. And that's it is really fun when you when you learn it when you learn the right way and and you know you start to get yeah. really cool results. I mean that's that's really rewarding both not only for me but obviously for the person who was really scared to begin with. So yeah, it's, it's cool. Well, here on so, Traffic Masters, we really love to talk about traffic, right? And yes. how you get attention. Yes. So tell us about your favorite way to get attention on the web. Of of all the things that you do to uh, draw attention to your business, to your website, to your courses and things like that, and your speaking, what's your what's your favorite and why? Well, honestly, my favorite is doing affiliate webinars. Um, you know, I, I recently launched a tool to help people put together a speech, and um, with a with a business partner, and he and I grew a list of twenty five hundred people in less than a month. And it was all through affiliate webinars. So I use speaking as a way to, to drive traffic, um, to, to build my list and to make sales and build my business and get private clients for my coaching and all of that. So affiliate webinars for me is by far the best way, the fastest way, easiest way, and most fun way to, to, build, uh, to build my business, drive traffic, et cetera. I love it. Highly leveraged. You just, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. You, you use somebody really, else's audience and the adoration of that audience for the people who are uh, bringing them to the webinar, um, especially great when they don't know you as well as they know the people that uh, they're subscribed to and, and they get their information, their tips from, and then they're right there for you, right? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I call that borrowed credibility where these people, they don't, most of them didn't know me beforehand, but they're showing up because they know the host and they trust the host and they like the host. So I get to borrow that host's credibility until then they see when I come that, yes, I am there to serve them. I am there to share some useful information. I'm not going to do, uh, you know, a 30-minute or a 60-minute sales pitch. I really want to help the folks there. And so whether people buy or not, and this is, a, this is a mindset kind of thing, but, you know, whether people buy or not, I'm there to serve them. And usually it works out really well because they, they kind of get that vibe and like, wow, this is really cool, this is really helpful. I want to buy this product or this service or whatever I happen to be talking about. And then, you know, from that borrowed credibility, I often end up with a sale because I, I, I get the opportunity to show up and present some useful stuff. So, it's again, it's really, really powerful. And it's the beginning of a relationship, which for me, in terms of traffic um, and conversion, you know, people, it's easy to convert when you've got a relationship. I mean, I've, I've had people send me private messages who I've known and say, oh, I was looking at that, that tool that you have. Does it do X, Y, Z? And all I have to say is yes, it does that or no, it doesn't. And if it does what they want it to do, they buy it. I mean, there's no, I don't have to worry about how fantastic is the sales page. Obviously, we do. I don't have to worry about the video. I don't have to worry about all these things because I've built a relationship with people who, who trust that the information I'm going to give them based on information they've already seen me give, is going to be exactly what they want. It's so cool. Awesome. 
Can you, just because everybody has a trouble with this every once in a while, they'll listen to a podcast like this one and they'll go, well, that's easy for Felicia. I mean, she's a professional speaker. She teaches speaking. She she's, seems to be she's been around for a while. She knows about marketing and everything else. So if you could probably, you know, take people through what is your process for finding and setting up and appealing to your, your, your proposition, your value proposition to the people who you want to get in front of their audience. Like, I don't think a lot of people think about a lot, and they don't, and they don't um, consider themselves able to do something like that or wouldn't know where to start at all. But how do you go out and prospect and then give them that really, really good value proposition rather than just, hey, I got this great product and I, because um, I know you don't do this, and I want right. to do a webinar and you can be an affiliate and you can make a bunch of money with me because I know that's <laughs> not how you do it. <laughs> no, that's not how you do it. All right, so there's a couple different ways, and depending on where and how you want to speak, it's actually a lot easier than people imagine. Um, isn't that the truth with so many things? Like we're, we're so worried about mm-hmm. this. But it really is a lot easier than you imagine. So the first thing, and this is going to sound crazy, drop-dead obvious, but a lot of people don't do it. Start telling people that you are a speaker. Start telling people that you have a presentation. So whatever it is that you do, tack on and speaker on the end of that, whatever it is that you do. So if you're a coach, you're a coach and speaker. If you're a consultant, a coach, consultant and speaker. If you're, you know, whatever your expertise is, that and speaker. Just start letting people know that this is something that you have availability that you can do, right? You want to have an idea of what you might talk about, have a few bullet points in your head, that kind of thing. And then um, start looking for, for places that have your ideal customers, where are where are those people hanging out? Whether they're hanging out in person or they're hanging out online in a in a group together, and then show up and start adding value. This is the easiest and least scary way. So how I initially started to get the word out about who I am and what I did, I was participating on social media, and Facebook wasn't a thing at the time. I was on Rise. Have you ever been on Rise? Were you ever on Rise, Jack or Gina, all those years ago when that was a thing? I'd heard of it, but I never. I was. I was never on it. Yeah, it was cool. It was. It was a lot. It was kind of a combination between the way Facebook works and the way LinkedIn works. Um, and they had groups, and so I would be in different groups, and people would be asking questions about what I knew and could help them with. And I would just start answering questions, and I would answer questions as a resource. And the people who were running those groups started to sit up and take notice. Hey, this woman knows what she's talking about. Or I would, if I wanted to really be strategic about it, I would find the people who have my group, my, my ideal audience, I would join their group, and then I would answer a bunch of questions over a period of a couple few weeks and then reach out to the, to the owner of that group and say, hey, listen. You know, now, because at that point, if you're making yourself useful, if you're making yourself valuable, if you're really giving good information, sharing good resources, whether they're your resources or they're other resources that aren't your own, you are the expert then. If people say, oh, wow, she's not only here pitching her stuff, she's found some YouTube videos that are really cool, that are really helpful around this whole topic. That's awesome. Um, the, the moderator, the admin, the owner of that group, they're going to take notice. and They may not say anything to you right away, um, or they may. You never know. And one way or the other, you can reach out to that person and say, hey, listen, I've been participating. I see your folks have a lot of questions. 
um, about things that I'm, you know, more than happy to help answer questions in the in the group with. But I, I was thinking maybe do you want to do a teleseminar? Do you want to do a webinar? Do you ever host people? Do you ever do that? It's really that easy, and that I can answer a whole. I can answer their questions. I can do a presentation. Would you like that? Would that be? Would you find that you know, just for free? Nobody has to pay anything to come. And all of a sudden, people see you now as a resource and something of value they can share with their community. And that just rinse and repeat, do it over and over and over again. Um, so that's one way. The other way is, uh, and kind of the more rocket fuel way, is to find a live event where the people who have your audience are going. And meet those people. Shake hands, talk to them, uh, don't go hide in your hotel room. But actually go to the event. Gene and I, that's how we met um, many years ago at, at a live event. And you just get to know the folks that are there and talk to them mm-hmm. and find out, well, what are your people interested in and what are their biggest challenges and questions? And if there's a fit, then, you know, you, that you start the relationship. You don't have to pitch them immediately on the spot, but just start the relationship and it can grow from there. I'll tell you, most of my very best affiliates, people that I've made tens of thousands of dollars with, um, I've met at live events. And there, I, I, we, we all promote each other, and it works out really, really well. But we met first at a live event. So two different paths, one for the people who want to stay at home and the other for folks who want to get out a little bit. Okay, so here's a here's a, a higher level question, just to make okay. sure that all of our listeners who understand everything that you're talking about there, and and totally agree with that, and you all all you listeners should, because what Felicia's talking about is exactly how it's done. And but here's a higher level one: What have you noticed over the years about people who are really good at getting their people onto that webinar? and people who are not. Most specifically, what have you noticed is the big difference between the people who say, yes, Felicia, I want to do this, and we're, and we're going to promote it, we're going to make sure we get everybody there and have a really jam-packed house. What are, what are the things that you've observed being on the other side of it that some people are really good at getting that really good participation, and others, mm-hmm. it kind of falls flat. you got like 10 or 20 people or something sometimes. Yeah, well, I, I had that same experience just this past couple of weeks. Um, where one had hundreds of people and another had, there were more of us as admins and hosts than there were people on the call at one point. I was like, for real, we're here for this. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we did it. We served those two people that were there. Boy, oh, boy. We closed 50% <laughs> that day. 50%. Um, nice. But, you know, Good so numbers. I know, right? Um, <laughs> the difference between the two really is in how they engage on a regular basis with their community. Um, in their networking, we call it the list, but I like to think of those as actual people. Um, so I think of them as, as my community of subscribers. And and really, it's not about, and any I, you probably had many guests talk about, it's not really about the size of a list. You could have a list of 50,000 people, but right. if you could only get 50 people to show up on a webinar, who the heck cares, right? So, um, you know, and if somebody's got... 300 people and they can get, you know, 50 or 100 people to show up on a webinar. Well, I'm there. That's awesome, right? So it's really about right. how you engage with and serve your folks on a regular basis. And to me, the biggest, the, the, the starkest difference between, um, in, my, in my very recent experience, you know, someone who didn't, couldn't get a, a whole lot of people on at all and somebody who got a, a ton of folks on um, and, you know, both very, one obviously very responsive and the other not, 
is that um, the ones who, who didn't, there was, there's a little disconnect in how they, um, in how they market, how they come across, and, and what, they're, what they're saying and what they're doing. And I think people are picking up on that and kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to come to this live thing. I don't know if I want to do that. So you've really got to be in full alignment. Um, you know, that's kind of a buzzword, but you've got to be who you are. And you have to serve people from where you are. And when, pe- when, when you're, the folks in your community, when they see you really um, interested in helping them and serving them, um, you know, et cetera, they, they will embrace you. And they'll come. They'll reward you by clicking on your on your links and your emails that you send them, by sharing your stuff on social media, by coming to your teleseminars, your webinars, and by buying your products. And so, it's, I, it's to me, it's really about how well you bring value and serve your folks on a regular basis. Isn't that weird? It's a, it's a, it's a nuance. It really, really is. There are you know things that we're all subscribed to and people that we gravitate to that um, sometimes you can't really put your finger on it. Sometimes it's blatantly obvious. It's like this person is really genuine, and that's the feeling that I get from them. When I'm in their community, when I'm on their list and I'm receiving their emails, I just feel this sense of genuineness. And, of course, mm-hmm. the topic has to drive you crazy with, with interest, right? Those two things put together, but sometimes it's not really all that easy to tell what one person is doing better than another. Because sometimes if you look at two pieces of communication, they might look pretty close. They might look similar. And I yep. think that, uh, you know, or maybe maybe you could talk about this too, is, is one of the ways that you really want to know. Like if you haven't met somebody on a cruise or you haven't met them in person at a, at a seminar or something and you haven't developed a relationship, but there are other key indicators that you might want to do a webinar and do an affiliate uh, thing with them. Um, you got to start look, start somewhere, right? So to replace meeting them in person, having a discussion, finding out more about them in that way, you have to rely on all of their internet stuff, right? Or maybe a phone call. Um, but typically, you got to start looking for signs. So what are some of the signs that you would look for just on the internet, on their social profiles? And um, I mean, would you join someone's list just to see how they interact with them? Or what are some of the techniques you'd use there? I'm hosting a webinar, a teleseminar, not even a webinar. I'm hosting a teleseminar for somebody who you just described completely the situation. I never met him. Um, I saw him speak like five years ago, but we never we didn't shake hands or anything. He didn't know who I was. Um, and, you know, he had some good stuff to share at that point. And that's when I started I started following him a little bit on social media. And he could be considered somebody, you know, in, from an outsider's point of view. He might even be considered a competitor of mine. But I started to follow him. I started to engage with him on social media. That's, that's primarily where. And I can see how he interacts with, um, with kind of in general with, you know, what, what kind of information is he sharing? Is he coming on and complaining all the time? Or is he coming on and being positive? Or is he coming on and sharing something useful? And, um, you know, and then... I, I got that feel for his personality. I thought, all right, this guy seems like he's pretty cool. He's kind of funny and he's got, he seems pretty smart. Let me now subscribe to his list and see what he's about. And so I did. I subscribed to his list and I, you know, saw the number of emails that he sent out and the kind of information in the emails and the way that he's wording the emails and, you know, the calls to action and all the things that we know as marketers are important. And um, I kind of got a great sense of who he was and what he was about. 
And so I um, I sent him a note and said, hey, let's have a conversation. And he said, all right, let's, let's do it. So we talked last week, in fact, and, um, you know, he had been kind of doing the same thing to me, checking me out a little bit, and we kind of agreed that, hey, listen, let's, uh, let's, let's do stuff together. And, he, and so I, you know, it just turned out that the schedule was such that, uh, you know, I could, I could host him this week. He said, do you think we have enough time to get people? I said, don't you worry. <laughs> My people will come. <laughs> um, and, you know, we've got a couple hundred people signed up for a, you know, a teleseminar today, which is really cool. And it happened exactly the way you just described, where it was all online. I've never met him in person. I mean, like I said, we were at an event together, which is where the first time I saw him. But I didn't, he didn't know me from Adam. I mean, if I had walked up to him, he wouldn't have known me, and I wouldn't have known him either. So um, it was essentially like a stranger. So give me a, a few examples of how you, you went to all this trouble to get intel on somebody, and you like what you saw, and you struck a conversation uh, and you got the deal. You guys are having a telesummit today, but yeah. uh, teleseminar today. But uh, what other ways will you use that intel? You didn't just throw all that information away, right? Like you're going to be able to use what you know about him to appeal better to his audience today, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, he's coming to my audience, and then when I go to his audience, I already now I know I know what he I know what he's what he talks about. I know how he talks about it. He and I are very similar in terms of the way we, we think of things and the way we serve people. So, uh, you know, that that's always, for me, that's always got to be there. Um, and then what he teaches is just slightly different than um, than what I teach, which is why I'm bringing him. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I'll use that exact same information so that when I'm talking to his people, I'll say, now listen, so when, you know, Mr. X <laughs> you know, talks about X, you know, whatever, he teaches this. Now, when I talk about, you know, there's a lead-in to that. Here's the lead-in. And, mm-hmm. it's, you know, I find a way to, like, marry my content to the person who's hosting me every time. Um, you have to. You have to. Whatever you're speaking, you've got to do some, You've got to find that intel on the person. And, you know, it's interesting. You use the word um, go, to, go to all the trouble. And I don't see it as going to trouble. I just see it as working. And, you know, right. and again, it, to me, it's building a relationship. I know, Jack, you don't have that, that mindset, but there are some people who look at that, you know, and go, oh, my gosh, that's a ton. I don't want to – that's a lot of trouble to have to go through all that just to get a webinar. I'm just going to send somebody a private message and hope that they say yes, who I've never met or talked to or had any interaction with. <laughs> just silly. So yeah. you end up with a bad name for yourself, you know, or you end up blocked, or you end up with people like who – is this person, and uh, you don't want that, yeah. you know. So it it, it pays well, you know, to take the time. Absolutely, raise your hand, anybody, and we'll go on the honor system. Raise your hand if you've ever been asked to come to a webinar, and you get there and you get the feeling the webinar, the guest, and the uh, the person who called you there really didn't connect very well in the way that Felicia just described, right? And it, and it yeah. sounded like the pre- presentation was going to be one thing, and then you got on and it, it was like a total or somewhat of a disconnect in what they were presenting. It wasn't anything that you thought. And that's not yeah. possible to happen when you do the kind of research that Felicia just described, right? It's just not going to happen because you can tell when somebody's worked it out, and then, and then and that, you know, somebody is like, well, yeah, my people, I need to do a webinar on something. And, oh, there's a person over here with some kind of product. And I've been, you can tell when it was thought out and when it wasn't. 
And, it, yep. and it's not like it is a lot of work, really. Um, it, it's something that protects you from having a bad experience. So in that sense, it's not really, you know, it's it's like coming prepared or coming unprepared, whether you're on one side or the other side of the webinar, whether you're the guest or you're putting it on and it's your people or their people. I mean, the stuff that you describe that you do and pay attention to is is to protect you and your business, you know. I think mm-hmm. it's a self-sabotage point. It, it, it's a possibility of being a self-sabotage point. It's like, well, I was told I need to do webinars, and I need to put speaker at the end of my everything that I say, and I need, I'm going to go forth, and here I go. One of the big points where you can really sabotage yourself subconsciously is to skip over this, and that's why I brought it up in the first place, is what is it to get people to viscerally as much as possible feel what it's like to be somebody out there who's moving and shaking like you are. And what, like, details people don't typically ask. This is not something that you've probably been asked a lot about ever, right? No, or, or is no. Or it common and I'm just out of the loop? <laughs> this is, no, this is awesome. Yeah, you know, so, one other thing I'll throw in, as, I, as it hit me when you were talking, one of the other things that um, that I will do if I have not ever hosted a person, um, because sometimes, when we go to events, live events, and we meet people and, you know, we have a good time with them because we, we shared a meal or, you know, with about 15 or 20 other people and we sat next to them, we had some nice chit-chat, or, you know, we you know we had a drink at the bar together and they seem like they're pretty cool people. Oh, yeah, 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 on a webinar. Well, I've made that mistake, too, where I never went to any of their webinars. I never, I didn't do anything that I, you know, I, I didn't do the research that I needed to do, and I, and I got them in front of my people and I was embarrassed. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I've lost yeah. this person in front of my people. And they hate it. And, and I heard about it. I got the emails. Like, what? what, you, what why did you put this? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, so, um, <laughs> and so one of the things that you can do if you want to do more speaking like that, and one of the things that I now require from people who if I haven't, you know, if they don't have something that I can go and see or whatever, I make them send me their slides. So you can do that, too. You can volunteer to say, hey, listen, I did this same webinar before. By the way, you don't have to have done it live. You can just record yourself and do it like you're doing it for a live audience if you've never done it before, if it's a new one. And then just send that recording as if, you know, that this was a live thing and send it to the person so they can see your slides, so they can hear your style, so they can, you know, they can kind of see how are you going to, how do you work through your clothes and, and the kind of information you present. And if like it's almost a, it's almost like an audition, it's you know, and you send it yeah. off, and that's a really great way. Again, if you're brand new at this and you've never done it, as you're starting to build relationships with people, you can say, "Listen, I've done this webinar before. You know, take a couple of minutes to you know have a look. Have a look. The slides are on the page, so if they don't want to listen to the whole webinar, they don't have to. They can flip through the slides and see. Oh, okay, this person's bringing some good content. All right. You know, I mean, it's just another layer of protection for the host. And it's another boost for you because I'll tell you what, most people aren't doing that. Most people aren't saying, hey, here's my, here's the thing that I did before. I'd love to share this, something like this. It's not the same exact thing for your folks. Yeah. Would you, one final question, then, I'm gonna, then Jan's just itching to ask you a question, but one uh, before that. And that is, would you, do you send people out to do things like you're doing right now, getting on a podcast as any sort of, practice a little lower key kind of way to to just break the seal and and practice a little bit because there's a lot of benefits to doing these things too right you get a link from a new site and you get you know in front of a new audience and all of that but 
I don't know if people view this as a little bit less pressure than getting up on stage. <laughs> I would imagine that they would. <laughs> would you recommend it as a way to practice? Just go out and because there's so many podcasts in so many industries that you could be a guest on. Yes, absolutely. In fact, I I just I lump this in the same category because here's the thing: you can take your you can write what I call the signature speech, which is basically a marketing tool where you present useful content, and you can write questions that will lead, you know, if somebody were to ask those questions in the order that you've written them, which a lot of, I mean, like you guys have been around for a long time, you've done, you know, you've done a ton of these, but there are a lot of folks with newer podcasts and newer blog talk radio shows, et cetera, that aren't real sure how to be an interviewer, and so they'll read the questions word for word right down the list. So if you put together your presentation, you don't have to do it as a presentation. You could do it as an interview, and you just write the questions that you want to then answer with your content. And they'll read the questions, and you answer the questions with your information. And some interviewers will carry on a conversation, and some interviewers will go, okay, great, next question. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. I, yeah. I always recommend that because here's the thing. As if for, especially for newer podcasters, it's, it's tricky to find guests all the time. And even for seasoned podcasters who have been doing this thing for a long, long time, like, oh, my gosh, who can I get? Because I've had pretty much everybody I've ever met. <laughs> who else am I going to yeah, get? Right. So, you know, it's helpful. Awesome. <laughs> well, i got to let Jan in here because she's, she's chomping at the bit. Jan? <laughs> hey, well, I had to laugh because I booked your show. Um, <laughs> and believe me, I run into that every week. She knows. I'm like, okay. Um, the reason, and, and I'll tell you, Felicia, this has been a great interview. Thank you so much for coming in because, you know, I think a lot of people don't necessarily consider how you communicate really directly related to traffic. Oh. But it's essential. Yeah. And you know what hit me about this, Jack? You know, Gina earlier this week sent out uh, an extra email to us in in her groups talking about how she did an integration marketing uh, program with someone. And it was very much the exact same process that you two have just been talking about in terms of how to have like a webinar or any other kind of joint, uh, joint relationship or strategic uh, relationship with someone. And I found that so powerful because one of the things Jack and Gina talk about all the time, Felicia, is, is strategy and leveraging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's really about connecting with people. How do you connect with them and make it a, a win, win, win? And when yeah. I heard you two talking about this, I mean, basically what she did was she came across somebody who had a program, and she went to them and suggested a, a integration marketing um, where they could also promote DU as a value add. And it's really, once again, this kind of just comes back to doing your research, finding out if it's a good fit, and then just, uh, I guess, I don't know how to say this, is it having the guts to stand up and ask? Yeah, you know, it is because everybody is so busy. And if you see that somebody's got a, a, some kind of a radio show or something, a kind of a podcast or some kind of a, you know, an audience, it's always easy to reach out and say yes. And I, I tell my speakers all the time, like, listen, you're doing that person very often, especially if they've got to book people regularly. And, Jan, you know this. If you've got to book people regularly and somebody comes to you 
and they've done their homework, so they know that they're going to be a good fit for your audience so that, that when you do your research on them, you go, oh, my gosh, this person is great. Thank you so much for saving me time. <laughs> like, it's such a nice, they're mm-hmm. like, they're relieved. So it's it's not, it's, you know, a lot of people think, oh, gosh, I don't want to have to sell myself to somebody. I'm afraid to ask. Like, the worst thing they're going to go is, hmm, no, I don't know. I don't think it's a good fit. Or we've already booked out our calendar for the year. You know, let us give us a give us a call next year or whatever the case is. And then anytime somebody says give me a call next year, if I really think that audience is awesome for me, I open up my Google Calendar and I go for a year from now. And I maybe it's, maybe I'll do it in ten or eleven months. And I'll just put a little note to myself. Send an email to so and so because it said to. And I will. So, um, but that's the worst that could happen. The, or maybe some people think the worst that can happen is they say yes, and they go, oh, my gosh, now i got to do it. Now i got to get on. <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah. either way, it's really, really cool. And one thing you said, um, Jan, that I want to just, just hinge on really quick, you know, a, a lot of folks who study traffic and, um, and, and put a lot of time, energy, um, you know, into building their traffic sources and so forth, um, communication is absolutely crucial because when Google comes along and they do their penguin and their panda and whatever animal they're going to do next update, a lot of folks who haven't focused on the communication but have focused solely on the technical aspects, they, I mean, we saw people lose businesses overnight. Their traffic dropped from, you know, from tons to nothing because they were just focused on the technical as opposed to on let me build the relationships and communicate a message. When you're doing that, when you're effectively communicating your message, when you're sharing, when you're serving, it doesn't matter what Google does. Your content will still be found by the people who want to find you, and that's that's crucial. Absolutely. You know, I'm glad you said yeah, that. Yeah, if you do it. Go ahead. Well, uh, I I totally agree, and you know, I like blended businesses. Those are people that who do a lot of their business person to person you know, like a local, but they also have to be online because that's what you do. So they understand the dynamics of interacting with a human being face-to-face. But isn't it ironic how much of that knowledge and and common sense just tosses out the window when they get online? Yeah. Right, because that's really what we're talking about. You know, people don't do wouldn't you would they would never do any of that stuff face to face. They because we understand that interaction, and that's what they're really good at. Mm-hmm. And I think it really bears saying that it's just to remind people in a good way: do what you know is already makes you good in person. You know, it's like make eye contact, have a firm handshake, listen. <laughs> It's, yeah, we're kind of substituting that online, where it's just like make personal contact, uh, pay attention, show them you're paying attention, and and I think you know that to me is the best thing because you're right about traffic. It, it, you know, it doesn't help you to have a million people who don't care what you have to say. Most people right. are really looking for twenty five or thirty who want to work with them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, yes. It, it, what do you think, Jack? Well, I was just going to ask Felicia, did you wake up in a panic this morning to see how all your Google rankings were? Did you ever do that? I have to tell you, I am probably the worst Internet marketer you have ever had on this show. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't like whatever it is it is. Yeah, but your business is killing it like most of the don't. That's the point I want to make is that 
you know, a lot of people get worried about all that stuff. And if you've got really something to say and you've got a way to help, I wanted to go back to, uh, you know, how you work with people. And I hate sales. So let's put this out on the table. I hate marketing and I hate sales. I don't like to ever feel like I'm selling anybody, not a JV partner and not a customer or a business that we work with. What I like to do is help people. And mm -hmm. there are so many people, when you mentioned that everybody's really busy, and when you start to really look around and analyze what everybody's doing out there, if you pay more attention to strategy, which includes networking and all that kind of stuff, you can go, me and Gina can go to somebody's business, and we do this all the time. We'll look around and go, God, they don't have a back end. They don't have anything like Directions University, which has got a, you know, a back end that goes all the way up to $15,000 in, in, in coaching and everything else. And most businesses don't have that. So mm -hmm. I help businesses, and Gina Gina's the one who does it the most. She goes and helps businesses uh, to improve their lot. You know, they've got something really, really great, a low or a mid-level product, and uh, but they don't have any back end. They have no residual. They don't have a solid, uh, real solid business. And they might be in a launch or perish kind of situation where they always have to launch a new product or be on a new marketing campaign just to stay afloat. They can't take a month-long vacation at all. And yeah. then so yeah, Gina product, gets them and product, finds them and says, the exactly, and she's like a master at it, but she comes in sort of like an angel. In fact, that just happened last <laughs> week where somebody was like, for the last two weeks we've been trying to figure out we need to have a back end. We're getting ready to have this big product launch. And it's going to be a great launch. And they're expecting like 2,500 customers and a really, really big deal. And they have nothing to back in. And we saw the product because they were doing a little bit of a pre-launch. And Gina went and asked a couple of questions. And one of them was, do you guys have anything on the back end? Are you, are you good or whatever? And I have a question about, you know, the affiliate program or whatever. I think those were the two questions. And then the guy was in a plane at 30,000 feet talking back to her on Skype saying, you couldn't have more per timing than you just did. And I'm talking to you from a plane. <laughs> and I want to set this up. I want to learn more about this integration deal because it's exactly what we've been talking about for the last two weeks. And that wasn't marketing. That wasn't selling. That was just serving. So all of you who are really freaked out about that, they, everybody thinks they have to come in and be real hard marketers. And they see examples of it all around us, Right. And, you know, and it makes people freak out because they're like, deep down they know, I am not good at that. I have to make a personal connection with people. I have to do something that means a little bit more. I want to do it from a, another perspective, maybe service or whatever, but I don't know how to do that because everybody else, I don't know if I'm allowed to do that because it looks like everybody else is really super good at the salesy stuff and the technical mm -hmm. stuff, you know, and that was that was my takeaway from, from what you said there. And then the other thing was, not waking up and thinking that, you know, your life depends on Google is a really, really good thing. You know, all you need are friends. You don't have to rely on any of the backbone of the Internet that everybody else relies on for traffic at all if you don't nope. want to. I'll take mm -hmm. all the free traffic Google wants to send me, but I'm not going to bend over backwards and waste my networking time on trying to figure out to be the most perfect SEO guru in the world for my site. I will never do that again. I did that before until I figured all of this out. And, this is a much better life. If you have friends, like when you went on the marketer's cruise, you've got people who w are willing to come to bat for you. If you lost all your search engine rankings and all your other forms of traffic, you wouldn't skip a beat, right? Oh, absolutely. In fact, 
So I, I, uh, my personal story, um, you know, I had been in my business for a while, um, and two and a half years ago I was diagnosed with lung cancer and literally stopped working overnight. Had I had to. I found out I had cancer. I had to have surgery in two weeks. And I stopped overnight, and I couldn't work for three whole wow. months. And um, when I came back, I was like, guys, help me out. And I was, my income was back. My, my, I, everything was back really fast because my friends have my back and um you know i'm totally healed cured fantastic now and healthier than i've ever been but uh i'll tell you it was it was scary um you know and i, I it was scary only because only because as a speaker uh and i they, they removed part of my lung and i couldn't actually speak and i kept saying to the doctors um tell me if i need to get a new line of work <laughs> while i'm while i you know while yeah. i'm in recovery wow. here and they could say, no, it'll come back, it'll come back, you know. And sure enough, obviously, you can hear me speaking, I'm fine. Um, but it was it was a scary time to have to go through that. But I knew that I would be okay no matter what I decided to do because I built this huge network of supportive folks who, um, you know, were there for me when I was sick and were there for me when I was done being sick and ready to, you know, come back into work. And it was just, it was, it was very, um, it was very moving for me to have that experience. And um, very, you know, yeah. very self-affirming. It was really, really cool. So um, I really yeah, love that I've asked I've asked questions as if you've provided me with a list of them beforehand because they seem to keep ending up with a perfect story that we really needed you to tell. <laughs> I love this serendipity. Yes, yes, that's and, awesome. Um, and yeah, and I think if we can get people to not freak out about how they approach other people to do webinars, to get on their podcasts, to do joint ventures of any kind, integration marketing. If we can if we can really impose upon them the idea that if you go out, if you have something really good and you have some you know something to share and you have a way to help people and you look at it from that perspective that I need to go help people today. And by helping people you make money instead of any of that marketing stuff and also not having to be reliant on, you know, the more anonymous stuff. Like I have a website, I have a product, and I'm in Google, and I'm on social, and people can come and see my product and buy it, and I never really talk to anybody. That is the thinnest kind of business that you could possibly have on the Internet or offline or anything like that, and it can die in an instant. It can be snatched from you in an instant, and you have absolutely no control over what happens in that business. Now, people should stand up and take note because I've just described 99% of the businesses on the web today. That's how most people run this stuff. None of the big ones do, you know, and none of the people like like us that you're listening to today do, but we're a tiny, tiny fraction. And so if you go back and look at what you're doing with your business, if it has any of those telltale signs, that needs to stop today because your business is in jeopardy every single day that you wake up. You would wake up in a panic wondering if my search engine rankings, which are delivering all my sales right now, are going to disappear. I can guarantee you that, yes, indeed, one day they will. And what are you going to do on that day when one of the new animals comes out? Are you going to have a bunch of friends who can, you know, a network of people who love you because of the service that you did for them and they're ready to come to bat for you anytime that you need? Or, you know, (laughs) it's just going to be crickets when you wake up, which is a scary feeling. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, and I I want to emphasize a lot of folks go, oh, well, you're talking about speaking. You got to leave the house to do that, and I can't leave the house for. And there are a lot of people who run their businesses online 
who legitimately cannot leave their homes. And so, um, you know, I don't know if it was Gina or Jan was saying about, you know, the stuff that you would do in person, shaking a hand and making eye contact and that kind of thing. Um, but you can make eye contact online. It's really easy. Get a great picture of yourself. Don't stop using your cat and your kids and your logo as your social avatar and get a nice picture of yourself close up to your head. Don't, you know, don't, oh, gosh, it's bugs the snot out of me when I see, you know, younger women who are showing their entire body from head to toe, like, you're not attracting actual business, I'm just saying. So, uh, you know, get the <laughs> close-up of your face, of you looking directly into the lens of the camera and smiling. Make a handful of, of videos, I call them talking head videos, where you turn on the camera and you look directly at that lens. Just And just talk. Don't, don't have a bunch of notes that you've got to look down and read. Just look directly at that lens, and guess what? It feels to the person on the other end that you're making direct eye contact with them. And then anything that you talk about that you share in social media in particular um, or, or in your emails, write the way you speak. Now, I come from an academic background. I published in the academic world. Listen, I can write academies like, like nobody's business. But um, one of the most fun things I got to do with my business <laughs> was, like, write the way I am. Just write the way I speak. When you learn to write the way you speak on social media and in your email, when you meet people, you'll hear the same thing that I hear all the time. You're exactly the same in person as you are online. So if you can't leave your home, then people have a sense of who you are and what your personality is about, and they're gonna, the people who are going to love you are going to love you, and the people who are not going to love you, that's fine. We don't need them around anyway. Let them go buy from somebody else who maybe you're an affiliate for. <laughs> but... You know, it's it, it, yeah. it, it's very, very simple to communicate online if you keep in mind exactly what we talked about earlier. Like, act the way you would in person on on the Internet. Absolutely. Well, darn it, we have run out of time. Uh, we have our short segment with Jan and uh, a guest, and I'll let Gina handle that one. But uh, thank you so much, Felicia. This has been absolutely awesome. I didn't know what this was going to be like today, really. I was just like, well, okay, let's see where this goes. And it just went in all the right directions. So uh, you are awesome. You are the easiest interview in the world. And thank you so much for being here today. How can people get more information about you? What's your best URL? Oh, gosh. Uh, lots of URLs. But um, if they want to know more about speaking, they can go to SignatureSpeechSecret.com. And I've got some freebies there. Or if they want to read my blog or whatever, they can just go to FeliciaSlattery.com and, and read and and, um, and hear my voice as, as you read the words because that's how I write. I'm there right now, and it's awesome. I love the topics that you have on your blog, especially the latest ones. So really good. Yeah, that's FeliciaSlattery.com. And uh, thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. You guys are great interviewers. Thanks, Felicia. We should really hook up one of these days. Absolutely. I'll get in touch with you soon. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. And next up, we have a short segment with Jan, who will be talking with one of the DUJV partners, Brian Ridgeway. Here we go. Well, that's interesting. 
Are they talking very quietly? About what you do and and who you help and how you got into this. Oh, beautiful. Thanks, Jen. I'm really excited. I love DU. Uh, love Jack and Gina. It's great to connect with you. Um, I've actually worked with Jack and Gina a little bit on this, and they're, they're really familiar with my work. I, I, the best way I know to do this is to kind of tell a little story. Uh, like a lot of people, I came out of a pretty rough childhood with really low... A lot of people believe that and don't know it. I knew it. Then I got into making money, and I was able to generate about $161 million bucks in 70 different industries, which sounds pretty like sexy and exciting until we get to the facts, which are, number one, but seven times. I literally lost everything, and each time it got worse. Here I was recovering from a major crash. You know what, Jack? I'm going to kill that interview. Jen, I don't know what's going on with that audio clip, but it's just going to keep cutting in and out and in and out, and I don't want to do that to our listeners. Do you, Jack? Oh, man. Especially when Brian Ridgway gets ready to say, number one, here's a million-dollar thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's, here's the big answer, is, and we don't get to hear it. wasn't in the interview. Uh, the interview went great. You know, he didn't take a breath. Why don't we just keep going with Felicia? Hey, I'm still here. I'm happy to Hey. Talk. You awesome. know, I'll talk any day of the week, baby. You're not going to break <laughs> up on us, are you? I mean, I'm pretty sure between you and Jack and me, we could keep going. I mean, we could go for a couple hours, I'm sure. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That sounds like a marathon. Yeah, right. I'll clear my schedule for the rest of the day. I I have a really quick question, and it's about the signature speech. Okay. You know, a lot of Internet marketers, they may or may not be speakers, but the thing I find so powerful about the idea of the signature speech is it kind of combines a whole lot of stuff that, once again, I hear Jack and Gina really talk about, and that is having your core – I want to say story or idea or, you know, really having a good idea of what you're about. So how do you see that tying together? Because to me that just seemed like a really perfect fit. Yeah. Um, so we – all right, I've got like seven thoughts all trying to work and make their way out of my mouth right, at the because, same time. Because, like, what is the real core – you know, how valuable is having a signature speech is really, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Okay, so – the signature speech itself, the, the reason that you would have it, even if you don't consider yourself a speaker, is because you can rip it apart into its components and, and market with that. I mean, even if you never get on a stage, even if you never do a webinar or a teleseminar or anything, which you should try to do, but if, let's just say you're not going to do that. Um, you, can, you can use the content from what you've put together in your, in your signature speech um, to make individual videos, to and they could be you know PowerPoint, Camtasia videos that you hire a voiceover person to read. You don't even you know if you don't love your voice or whatever, you don't have to do them in your own voice. Um, you can turn the content into articles. You and, and the articles could be you know you guys know this. I mean I'm, your people know this. Your article directories and you can put them on your blog and you can be a guest blogger and there's all these different things that you can do with the content from your signature speech. So having that together, what it does for you is it, it creates a um, 
a marketing piece that you can then pull from. Because, listen, I'll tell you what, it is so much easier. I love writing. I've published three of my own books and, and have been in dozens of others as, you know, written a chapter here and there kind of thing. It is so much easier to start with something that, and edit from there than it is to have a blank cursor or a cursor on a blank screen saying write something, write something, write something, write something. So when you've got your signature speech together, you can kind of flip through your slides, flip through your notes and go, oh, okay, I could write an article that talks, that goes into in this into depth a little bit more. And then the other piece that you sort of alluded to that, you know, depending on what folks are doing in Internet marketing, if you're marketing yourself um, as as your own brand, now this is not for people who are in niches and they're you know they're selling various kinds of things or doing you know Amazon fulfilled by Amazon or whatever, right? This is for people who are selling themselves. If you're selling yourself, what makes you stand out above anybody else who does the same exact thing you do is having your own story and having your own system. Those are the two things, and you communicate those very effectively can do that with your signature speech. You tell your story and you explain your system. Those are two things that you can do with your speech. And again, regardless of if you ever deliver the speech live or via webinar or teleseminar or whatever, now you've got your story and your system worked out, laid out in such a way that now you can share that with, with folks. And now you're going to stand out. You're going to be a different, you're, you're going to be the person who has this that happened to them or who you know, this is the part of the system that I really want to learn. In fact, that's why I look at folks that do similar work to me. I don't look at them as competitors, as many might. I look at them as potential collaborators because the truth is not everybody is going to like me. Not everybody is going to resonate with my stuff. They may find some things of value, but they might not ever buy from me. But if I bring other folks to them, that say, you know, because then they'll say subscribe to my list because some people will say subscribe just to kind of see what's going on and maybe there's something coming up, right? But if I bring somebody like I am on a web, you know, on a teleseminar today who is sort of similar to me but has his own perspective, has his own story, has his own way of doing things, those subscribers who may not ever buy from me, well, they might buy from him and I'm going to get an affiliate commission, he's going to get a sale, and the customer is going to get served. That's a win-win-win all the way around. So your story and your system are absolutely important to share. We've got about 50 you know, seconds left, maybe a little less than that. Any final words of wisdom for our listeners? You know, don't be afraid to, to be who you are, to communicate who you are, and to ask folks. And, and you do that by having an attitude of service. Right on. We love it. That's exactly what we believe. Yay! <laughs> Yay, we all believe the same thing. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for being on. Well, Jeez, we had two interviews, a mini interview and a big interview. We love it. Any size is a good size interview, really. It doesn't matter. Oh, my gosh, I just said that on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> Thanks again, Felicia. If we can sure, ever do anything day. to help you, please just holler. I will for sure. 
back. Jen and I will be back next week, same time, same place, with another fantastic guest on Traffic Masters. Have a fabulous week, everybody. Join us Tuesday at noon Eastern for the next episode of Traffic Masters. From traffic to conversion to business success.